Hey folks, this is Joe with the Joe Max Morons back. It's been a little while, um, but uh, Adam and I are here. Adam, welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm good, man. It's been a little bit. Um, a lot has gone on, but uh, you know, we also have uh, lives and holidays and vacations um, and everything else. Um, so, uh, so very good to see you again. And uh, a, a lot has gone on. I, I actually don't think we've even spoken since the U.S. Um, had the uh, the games with Trinidad um, oh, a few weeks ago. Um, I you know I don't think breaking down the games is all that helpful at this point. We've texted through these things. Um, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna call ad nauseum. But um, I actually was curious about just your general impressions coming out um, of the team who, you know, got the wins, did the job. Um, you know, we had, for the most part, the usual suspects, minus Polisic and uh, and Wea because they, they're injured. But just like a general sense of, of how you feel the team is progressing, you know, back under uh, Burhalter and, you know, how these wins, you know, looked to you. Well, the first game, I was thrilled with sort of, well, the finishing in the second half, you know, that was always the problem with Berhalter, you know, before, you know, the, the, the Berhalter scandal, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, that whole run up to qualifying and then the, the world cup under him, it was, we played well, we played really you know, an attractive game to watch, but it was just in that final third. And we, I, you know, we all speculated. What, what is it? Is it, is it Berhalter? Is it, is he, is he, is he too conservative in the final third, or is he like he's a defender? You know, as a as a player, he was a defender. Is he not? Does he not have an attacking mind? Uh, is he not giving? the forward players, the, the license to, to go and just with, you know, do what you have to do to, to, to score. But, uh, whatever it was, I don't know that first game, it was like, we had tons of chances in the first half, just couldn't score. And then we all were getting down on the team during halftime, you know, on our text, like, are they just, do we just have nobody with that killer instinct? And then in the second half, it, it, it all changed because, yeah. you know, we scored three goals. Was it what was the first game? It was three 0 three 0 Yeah, yeah. We scored three goals. One sort of late, two pretty late in the second half. But um, it looked really good once we started scoring. And it's is it is it a confidence thing with this team, or is it, you know, I don't know what it is. It's it, it seems like it's confidence because once we start scoring, we're, we we just keep going. It's like we can't get enough of it. Um, so I, I don't know if it's that or if it's if it's Berhalter, it's something he's telling them because you know the football is attractive. It, it's really nice to watch. I, I feel like we we play a good we play a good possession game when we have to. We transition quick when we have to and very effectively when we have to um our reco- our defensive recovery 
good. I don't. I think it can get better. I think there are some players who don't recover as quickly as they should, especially in midfield. Um, but then when we in the second game when we go to to Trinidad and Tobago, it's like, okay, this is game over. Especially when we score first, it's you know we take we take the four four nil aggregate lead. Yep. And then there was just the moment of madness where and that game was totally under control. You the United States was was just dominant. And yep. TNT had had I really think like no real clear cut chances, maybe not even a shot on goal. And then Des, I don't know what what he's thinking. Like what what's going on in his brain? But and this comes down to Burhalter in Partly for Halter. So Dest gets sent off and we're down to 10 men and it's early. It, that was like the 30th minute or something like that mm-hmm. around then. And the, and you can see the players give him a ton of shit and they're all over him. And, and rightly so, because like it was just a petulant, stupid red card. Like there's no reason for that. Yeah. It doesn't help the team, doesn't help him, doesn't help anybody. It just makes everybody look bad. And he goes off, and he's yelling at his own team as he's going off, and the team's yelling back, you know, back at him, and it's kind of disgraceful. But, yep. and this is my point with Burhalter is so. All right, fine. We we were scoring the goals, and we were a little bit slightly more clinical in front of goal than we were in his first tenure, or the the first part of his tenure, whatever you want to call it, before the scandal. Then it's like we go into panic mode. It's like there was no, no discussion about if this happens, this is how don't right. don't don't stress. This is how we're gonna play. It looked like panic defending after that, and and that yeah. is never good. So it's just sort of like, was this full game plan really thought through and discussed with the team? Like like all these scenarios. If this happens, this is how we're gonna play. You know, it seemed to me like that. Like the players had no idea what to do after Dest was sent off, uh, because the game ended. Uh, I think TNT won. What? Yeah, they won two, two one. Two, two one. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately we, we win four two on aggregate, and it was never really under, you know, under threat. But well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, mean, what do you sure think, that... Joe? That this is I've given you like a way long winded answer, but what do you think? So, I mean, I, I largely agree. I mean, I think the first game, you know, they struggled to pull it together. I mean, they scored three goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, so they, you know, you know, look, that's that's kind of what they're supposed to do is is you have 90 minutes to figure it out. And while I don't think that, you know, it, it, this is the, you know, there's also, you know, don't forget, there's the CONCACAF part of this where, where the refs kind of level the playing field a little bit more than, um, than the talent would suggest. Um, you know, but it's up to the team to, to figure it out. And they did, and they scored three goals, uh, you know, at the end of the game. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the, what's it, it stinks because you find yourself gravitating towards game two to, to discuss that because really that, that showed so much more of the areas that need to be worked on, you know, taking Reina out so that you could bring Scally in when Dest, um, you know, flew off the handle the way he did. I totally agree. Like it, it just it completely left the guys very confused as to what they were supposed to do and how they were supposed to do it. It it completely disjointed 
um, the defense to the midfield to, you know, to Pepe up top. Mm-hmm. Um, and even down 2-1, they take Pepe off and bring in Tillman. I thought Tillman was going to be a good idea to come in. I, I just didn't see the the value in taking off Pepe. I thought Balogun, you know, I, I still think Balogun's going to be a, a, a very good goal scorer for us. But, you know, he's really making runs that our midfielders aren't seeing right now. And I think this goes back to the point that you made before, and that is, you know, what part of the game is is Berhalter coaching? Because it seems like he's coaching the play out of the back, and he's coaching it well, actually. You know, we're, we're playing it to defenders. We're yeah. skipping, you know, skipping a line and playing it to the, you know, to the next line of, of, of midfield, you know, when, when the that team was is my, in a high That was my block. point about the attractive yeah. football. Yeah. He's, you know, they, they, I, I think he's coached that pretty well, to be honest. And we saw that in the, in the World Cup. But we also saw that, you know, this team is like, is like, you know, the dog trying to, you know, catch in the car. Like, you know, this team finally, you know, gets to the point where they can play it out of the back and, and they can move it forward. And they're like, all right, now what? And I, this is where this is where we 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 have a lot of question marks for Varhalter, and that is, you know, can he can he emphasize what these guys already know because they're playing European soccer already? Can he can he take that and turn it into his you know his quote tactics? Which it's a shame Thomas is not on, on this on this podcast to to laugh at that. Um, as that's <laughs> I think he's the one that loves laughing at quote Burhalter's ta- tactics yeah I'll laugh else. I'll laugh at it for him yeah but you know this team still kind of it, they're still kind of stuck in that spot where they're like all right cool we can play out of the back and and they can and I think they've done a good job of of of, of coaching that up and getting it in there but like then what because there's still a disconnect between midfield you know and uh and forwards and you know it's evidenced by the fact that the 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 formations are changing quite a bit. I mean, this was a four, two, 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 which is not, and and, and it's not terribly typical. And I don't really think Burhalter is good enough to have taught a whole bunch of flexibility and agility within the formation. Um, So I, 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 it's not, it's not, you know, something I, think is going to work for this team in the end but largely because I think these players get the ball and they're stuck between two brains they're stuck between the brain of, of like like Reyna playing for Dortmund and Aronson playing for Schalke and you know Musa playing for Milan and you know these guys for their club teams they know exactly what to do to move this ball forward because it's way more comprehensive tactics Whereas with this team, I think they're stuck saying, wait, what did Berhalter want us to do with this? Because not really sure they coached it well enough. I'm not really sure he really put in a game plan. And and you see these guys get caught between two minds of, you know, whether they're going to, you know, get the ball going up the wing, whether they cut it in, whether, you know, hit a diagonal, whether they're going to, you know, play some hold up play, whether they're going to, you know, run off the, run off ball with each other. Like it's, it's not consistent. And it, and it looks like they're, you know, Balogun's making runs that are not in any system that Aronson and De La Torre were playing. Like, that's, we know that. I mean, they're even saying that in the commentary. And as much as I disrespect the commentary, most in most cases, you know, I found that to be correct. Like, Balogun was making runs that, like, were not part of whatever everyone else was doing. And 
but they were probably the right runs. And that's that's kind of the thing that's that's so frustrating about this team is you have you have this team playing world class you know soccer all over the world for amazing teams. They know what to do, and the systems in in Europe aren't so diverse, like aren't you know so different that you can't bring it together for the national team. Like all Burhalter has to do is take the ingredients he already has and just make the meal with that. There is just. There is just no reason that he has to upset that at all. He just has to take what everyone already knows and put it and, and just kind of put it all together. But quite frankly, Burhalter doesn't really know that stuff because because we went back to hiring a guy that doesn't know anything about playing, you know, playing forward. So that's my super high rainbow puppy dog tail view of uh, of how how I feel about Burhalter. I I assume I assume I'm the only one that feels this way. No, I, I obviously, you know, we all <clears throat> we all kind of have the same feeling about him. Mm-hmm. And you 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 make good points about like, you know, there are certain players coming. They're all playing. Most of them, most of our starting eleven are playing in Europe somewhere. And we're all coming together. But we're all coming from different teams and different situations, and they're in whatever respective league they're in, playing different systems. And you need one guy to tie it all together and understand that all these players are really smart players. They all they all can understand a system, but you have to articulate that system to them. You know, we need all these players coming from different systems to play one system and. It just doesn't seem like, like you said, there there are certain parts of it that seem like they're they're a well-oiled machine, like work working the ball out of the back, playing it out of the back, you know, getting it to the midfield, and then we're stuck, yeah. you know, and and we have great players, we have, you know, dare I say, some world-class players on the team, yeah. but but. Uh, you know, I yeah, I just don't know if if they quite understand the system, and is that because of the message from Berhalter? Is that I, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I, I I really do think that's. It's funny we drew the same parallel when the women played the World Cup this year, and then we come to find out from Haran, Lindsay Haran. I mean, she said it. She in, in a podcast after the World Cup, she said, in that last game, we basically bagged the coach's plan and yeah. we all just we all just knew how to play he you know he, he messed everything up so badly that, that he nobody knew what to do mm-hmm. and she said you know before that game or I guess during the game or halftime or whatever they were like forget about what he said let's just let's just go out there and play the way we want to play and they played better but they still they you know but they they weren't great because they they were playing you know essentially you know, pick up soccer at that point and not because yeah. they're all playing different different ways. But, you know, it, it, quite frankly, like these guys all play in Europe. Like, you know what European teams know how to do? Score. They know how to push the ball. They know how to get the ball in the box. They know how to create opportunities. They know how to increase their chances, increase their their, their, their opportunities to win. Yeah. And so it's it that's all this team needs to do. And the thing is that before Burhalter came back, Callahan was coaching that exact thing. And the the we all t- were just were like 
mouths dropped open watching this team flow into the attack. So yeah. if you were to take Burhalter's defensive schemes and, and his playing on the back, which I think he's like pretty good with, I and put in good. Callahan's, you know, up top, you know, movement and offense and and expectations and if thens and everything else and decision making, maybe you have something good. But my guess is Burhalter walked in the door, but hurt that Callahan was so successful and just yeah. like you can stay, but you're basically gonna sit over here in the corner and I'm gonna give you a coloring book and that's what you're gonna do. I'm afraid that's what's going on because all the stuff that we saw this team do when Callahan was, was the interim coach, they are not doing it now. No. We're not seeing the same kind of uh, balls in. We're not seeing the same overlapping runs. We're not seeing the same high, you know, high, high pressure offense, like get that ball forward, get that ball forward, you know, get balls in the box. You know, Pepe's a, a become a fairly successful forward. Um, evidence by the way, also that he scored the game winner today in the Champions League um, at the end of the game. Um, but what he also had under Callahan was a lot of opportunities to score. And I think I think that's really something we're missing under Burhalter. And I, I just don't I don't know, is he gonna is he gonna figure it out and, and introduce that part of the plan finally? I, I mean you he's got it in the next chapter of his of his coaching book. Well, you know, like what I was saying. If Dest doesn't get the terrible red card, what's that? That was weird. If Dest doesn't get the terrible red card, <laughs> I think we're having a different discussion because we scored the first four goals in that, you know, in that two game aggregate. We scored three in the first game, we scored the first goal in the second game. And so we're thinking, wow, this team looks so much better than it did. And then Des gets sent off and the team just crumbles and falls apart. And that, this is sort of, and maybe this is something, you know, maybe Burhalter is growing because we did look dangerous and we just couldn't score that first half of the first game. And then we put three in in the second half of the first game. And it looked, okay, so we're getting more clinical in front of goal. We're, 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 we're making these opportunities count. We're taking our chances. And then the second game starts, more of the same. We're, we're pressing. We are creating chances. We score the first goal. And then, and then the situation changes. And we look, we look, I, I don't know. Like, we look like we're lost. Like, like, is it, like, this is maybe the next step in its progression where it's like, okay, I got the defending figured out. I got building out of the back figured out. Now I'm getting the attack figured out. I got that. Now I have to think about, okay, let's talk about situational shit. Like if this happens in a game, how do we react as a team? How do we, how do we shape, how do we keep our shape as a team after this? You know, I, I, I it's, it looked like that was not even discussed before this game because Dest goes off and it was panic. Yep. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the next step in his progression. So I'm not going to, you know, shut the book on Berhalter. I, and you know, as much as we've criticized him, I do think we play a good-looking game when he's managing the team. It's just we just couldn't score before. We just didn't score enough. Yeah. So if I he mean... can get, if he if he can start if he can get the team scoring more goals, and then 
you know, start incorporating some of this this situational stuff that that I feel like maybe he is neglected or not discussed with the team, uh, then then we'll you know we'll see we'll see maybe he can grow maybe he can he can learn he seems like a smart guy so you know we'll see sure. and and as I'm willing to give him as another you know it's about to be 2024 we got we have about two and a half years till the World Cup I'm willing to give him another like year and a half. You know, because we need a coach in place at least a year before the World Cup starts. You know. Yeah, I mean, I he, hopefully he recognizes this this you know this deficiency, and hopefully he engages someone that's going to take care of this for him and and, and bring this in because um, it's it was obviously a massive disappointment in the World Cup. I mean, we barely scored. I think when we scored like one goal in the last game, fairly meaningless. Um, but it, it, you know, as, with regard to wins and losses, but we couldn't score. And and to your point, I just don't. Until he puts the whole thing together, I just don't see how we're going to. And I do want to say, look, we're we're missing Pulisic and Wea as well. Wea is and and McKinney. massive and McKenney. But I mean, I think that like as far as offensive plays concerned, I do like McKenney. But McKenney's also to me uh, hit and miss. Um, but Wea is always amazing. Pulisic, Pulisic is great, but the one thing that Pulisic has learned finally at AC Milan is to pass the ball more. And so, like, I think when he was with USA, he, like, you know, before he went to Milan, he just held the ball too long. He tried to do too much. He wasn't using his teammates as much. And I actually think that he's learned that a lot more at Milan because at Milan, he's got Giroud, he's got Leal, he's got Loftus-Cheek. You know, mm-hmm. he's got, he's got, you know, players that, um, that he, he better give the ball up to. Um, and I think he's kind of learned a little more of that at Milan, which has been, uh, really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I, I, I think that, you know, again, you, you bring those two guys back and, and you do increase your chances of scoring goals. That's for sure. Um, well, I, you know, Quickly touching on on our teams, um, Milan cannot seem to do anything in the Champions League. Uh, they they uh, just love falling on their face. They also love getting out to two goal leads in the Serie A and then uh, giving up two in the second half. Uh, hmm. They enjoy it quite. They enjoy it a lot. Apparently, it must be a lot of fun the way that the, how much they do it. <laughs> sure. I, 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 we should probably try it. It looks that it looks that much like that much fun. Um, speaking of your boys today, uh, got out to a decent lead, three-one, uh, and ended up uh, tying three-three. Um, I think both of us are not in a good position in Champions League right now. Um, I Onana was, and we'll do this briefly, but Onana was so bad, as you pointed out, that, I mean, even Bruno went on to, to say uh, how bad Onana was. And that's, that is astounding. That's really alarming to me that you, that somebody, that the captain of the team goes after the goalkeeper. That, that rarely happens. Is it is it that bad with Onana? I think today was. Uh, you know, and there was torrential downpour before the game, so maybe the conditions 
had something to do with it, but still, you are rated as one of the top goalkeepers in the world. Well, at least when you played with Inter Milan last season in the Champions League and made it to the final, you were rated as one of the top goalkeepers in the world. You know? So, well, I don't know what happened because last season when I watched him play for Inter, he was he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And this season watching him for United, he just looks unsure of himself. The first goal I saw off the free kick. Well, let's, let's also say that that uh, Ziyech is just a completely underrated player. Agreed. He was very underrated in the Premier League. Um, I think he's he's really a really good player, <clears throat> and I think they they also they've got you know Wilfred Zaha went to Galatasaray. They've got some really good players there at Galatasaray. Um, but United looked like they should have won the game based based on 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 the play on on you know Galatasaray had the possession was fairly equal they had some chances United has had some chances but United made their chances count especially early early in the game it was it ended up, it was a three one at one point and then I don't know and I just he's made gaps this season it's like I. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do because they ran the hair out of town. Yeah. I don't think that they have a capable backup that they're comfortable with starting, you know, Premier League games and Champions League games. So I don't know what they're, what they're going to do, what the situation is. Uh, but they, you know, I think they paid a fairly good amount of money for Onana. And uh, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what to say about that. But I think United should have won the game today. And I think it was on Onana. I think he... It was tough conditions, but the two the two free kick goals, it's like, I, I, I feel like he should have saved both of those. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the running opinion is that he should have saved both of the free kick goals. And... and... You know, the third goal was a good goal, but it's still near post, and so there's you got to question, you got to question that angle. You, I mean, as a goalkeeper, you cover the near post and and hope your defense gets back for the far post. Yeah, but you know, but just just to just to um, let you know, um, Olte Bayendir, the Turkish goalkeeper, was the backup today. Um, Tom Heaton, who's 37 uh, he's hasn't hasn't gotten in at all but you also have a 20 year old named uh uh radic vitek who's six so who's 20 he's 20 so him and and by are both six six which is kind of nuts considering Onana's only six three um but yeah i mean De Gea is still sitting out there i mean you have to be thinking that they're considering it right i thought about that today watching you know as i was watching the game but I don't know. They gotta be thinking. I mean, he was in Manchester apparently recently. He was. Just I like, think the way United, the way United is run right now, they're just too proud to do something like that. I mean, that's a shame for sure. If that if that's the case. Well, I I think that this guy uh, coming in with the ownership shares, uh, the uh, the Ineos guy, 
Radcliffe. Yeah. He he seems to want to do well in sport, and he's got the money to back it. And he's a huge United fan, so we'll see. We'll, well see what he. Hopefully, does. they can figure it out. Um, you guys have uh, what Newcastle this weekend? Oof! Please, yeah. really? Is that who it is? I mean, it's a tough stretch because you got Newcastle, Chelsea, then you got Bournemouth, then you got Bayern, Liverpool, um, and West Ham. And, you know, West Ham, I know they're not always the best, but they're always fair to play. Like, they're nasty as hell to play. We should probably wait until March to do another one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think uh, Milan, thankfully, has uh, Frozen Known, um, you know, next. And they're, I think they're close to the bottom. They're eh, middle, they're middle of the pack. But, um, you know, we we also. Middle of the pack, Syria, you know. Yeah, but it's Frozen Known, then Atalanta, Newcastle, Monza. We've talked about before. Surprisingly, they're, I mean, they're like probably middle of the pack, I guess, too. they're, you know, Berlusconi led, so you know they just walked right into the Serie A, paying off tons of people and embezzling tons of money. Um, <laughs> but they're but they're playing well, um, so hopefully Milan can get back to you know they're get back to. Um, anyways, they're they're third in Serie A right now, um, and six points behind Inter. Um, so I don't know. It's Inter, Juve, Milan, and Napoli. So hopefully they can get it done. Um, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll close us out a little bit here um, and say uh, uh, and say that it's, it's it's good to sort of catch back up again and uh, and play and uh, talk a little bit about especially you know men's national team which I kind of wasn't thinking we'd talk about but um, but as I was as I was I was putting the the agenda together which is usually done as I'm opening up the record button on our podcast. Yeah, we're we're pretty professional. Pretty professional around here. Um, I have notes, uh, not about this, obviously, but uh, there's some. I have notes somewhere about other things. Um, but uh, but yeah, good, good to good to just hang out and, and uh, chat about the sport again. It's, uh, yeah, man, definitely. It's been a while. Uh, been too long. A, we discussed a couple of guests coming up. Um, I'm looking at you, Nicole. If uh, if you're checking us out mm-hmm. at all to see if you want to do this, pay no attention. Um, to our ratings we're we're way stronger than our ratings would suggest actually we're where, would, where would one find our ratings not at the top <laughs> of whatever the ratings are i actually don't know if there are ratings um this you know but we have a strong probably, following in germany and pakistan we see yes we see so it would seem so yeah those are two places we, we do well and we welcome all of those in Germany and Pakistan, um, and 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 always welcome any questions or things you want us to talk about. Um, but uh, I so it's 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 end of uh, November for us. We have roughly four weeks, call it, until the end of this year. Today's question is a little bit different. How many? episodes between now and January will all four of us be on? Oh, 
all four of us? I'm going to say zero. Because let's be honest, Joe. Thomas is like once every three. Taylor's like yeah. once every six or seven these days. Yeah. Apparently having kids is hard. I don't I don't know anything about that, but apparently it's Well, they both only have one right now, so Yeah, they're you not know. like you. You got a whole troop. Well the the real trick is you gotta have them you gotta have the older kids because the older kids can just take care of the younger kids and I can lock myself in here and it's all good. There you go. Well, uh, look at that, man. A soccer podcast with some parenting advice. Have more kids. Have more that's, kids. Uh, that's the Have more learned. kids because your older kids will take care of your younger kids. There you, there go. you go. I'm going to say there's a, se- a secret option, a not so secret option B, and have zero kids. And that works out well, that, for me. That is, that's a very sneaky option, Joe. Yeah. It, it's also a lot it's, easier than, it's, than taking care of one kid. You know what? I bet you do what you want to do a lot more often than I do what I want to do. You know, that's just well, that's a, that's a real thing. That's a real thing, Joe. <laughs> I, I do it for you. That's the thing. I, I do it I really, for you. I really appreciate that. Could you send it's me nothing to do with me time? or my happiness at all? This is all for you, sir. <laughs> what <laughs> takes a real man to sacrifice like that, Joe? <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do for family. Uh, um, all right, man. Adam, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we uh, we'll we'll have we'll definitely have a few more this month. Um, but uh, but as the holidays come on, it's you know we'll we'll be we'll be probably hit or miss. And then uh, a few more. I think we'll go on strike. We'll go on strike until Ood commits to coming on. That's right, Ood. There it is, man. There's your there's the challenge. Uh, That's it. So this is your a, last one. This is your last have, free one, Ood. Have a great week, Milan. Go Milan over Frozen Own. Go, uh, uh, go United over Newcastle. Um, and, Very uh, not optimistic. City. Yeah, and down with Inter. Down with City. Down with Inter. All down right. with Liverpool. Everybody, have a have a great week. Enjoy the games, and we shall uh, we shall chat soon. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everybody.